Welcome to the Kennedy Report podcast, ladies and gentlemen. This is the first inaugural episode of an audio-only version of my show. I've been toying with doing this for a while, but like so many things in life, there's only so many things you can do in a day. So when you find time, you finally get to something. It makes sense. I've got a bit of an audio background, being an audiobook narrator and learning sound engineering, so doing audio-only content is obviously a logical progression. I've got a bit of a history doing radio with the Crusade channel for a time, so I'm comfortable in front of a microphone. One of the reasons why I wanted to do this audio-only podcast as well is because, quite frankly, there's just a limit to video content. Of course, you know, people look for audio content when they are in different circumstances than when they're doing video watching. And in fact, if you're like me, a lot of the YouTube videos that you actually consume are for mainly the information reasons, and you listen to them rather than watch them. So thank you for joining me for this inaugural episode of the audio-only version of the Kennedy Report. Marcel Lefebvre and the Society of St. Pius X are winning. Now you might be thinking to yourself, why are you talking about this as in if there's if, as if there are winners and losers? Well, because this is life, my friends, and there are always winners and losers. You're winning or you're losing. It's pretty simple. It's pretty clear that there's been an onslaught of attacks against the Society of St. Pius X for the last year or two. Really, in 2020, when people started attending the SSPX en masse because of the lockdowns, at that point, a lot of people who were anti-society really came out of the woodworks. We're not going to mention them all because, as Christ says, you don't cast pearls before swine, but nonetheless, you know who they are. Recently, the attacks against the SSPX have gotten even stronger with some of the bigger outlets, both in print and in media, audio, video, whatever, spending a lot of resources going after the Society of St. Pius X, but they're failing, and the Society of St. Pius X is winning. Marcel Lefebvre is winning, and the others are losing. And what do I mean by that? Well, first, a little bit of, little bit of background. My wife just sent me a message a phone message, and it was an image. It was an image of, actually, I'll just take it out here and look at it as I'm saying this. It was an image of the state of the priesthood before the Novus Ordo, and then the state of the priesthood after. And what's interesting, if you actually look at the graphs of the number of priests in the United States, and this is just the, the, the number of total priests, it's surging from the year 1950 to the year 1970. I don't know if it's the same as population growth. I don't know, but it's surging. And then after 1970, it immediately starts to decline. And then there's a real stark drop-off starting in the 1980s, and now we're in this massive vocation shortage, and there are way less priests today in the United States of America than there were in 1950, way less than there were in 1970. And then that's compared with the Society of St. Pius X, where it's been a complete or a continual growth upwards with no signs of slowing down in the same time frame. The message that she sent me reads the following. It says, in 1970, the Novus Ordo Mise, the new mass of Pope Paul VI, began. In 1970, the Society of St. Pius X, founded by Archbishop Marcel Lefebvre, began exclusively offering the traditional Mass and focused on traditional seminary formation. Since 1970, total U.S. priests, diocesan, and religious have declined by 42%, from 50, almost 60,000 to just under 35,000. Since 1970, the SSPX has continuously increased vocation, reaching their highest ever last year with 707 total priests worldwide. Now, that number is 707 may not seem like a lot because it's compared to this overall number. But you have to remember the SSPX is just one order of priests. And you have to understand the caliber of priests that's coming out of it. And you have to understand how many priests are these 
how many people are these SSPX priests ministering to? Not how many people are registered at parishes, how many are they ministering to? Anyway, the, the point is, is that they punch way above their weight. And, this, and, and the SSPX, of course, is not the only order of traditional priests in the church. And I'm not trying to take anything away from the Fraternity of St. Peter, or Institute of Christ the King, or any other gr- group or parish or diocese that's doing a good job. I'm not trying to do that. This isn't a trad war thing. But the reality is, is that Marcel Lefebvre has been vindicated over and over again. Tradition was the response, and the Novus Ordo was not. The experiment of the Second Vatican Council has been an unmitigated disaster. And Marcel Lefebvre is vindicated more and more every day. And the reason I say that is because by their fruits, you shall know them. doesn't matter how many times you want to bring up the word obedience or licit or full communion or whatever you know, way you want to misuse a term to go after the SSPX. You can be as licit and obedient and as full communion-y as you want, but guess what? Nobody wants to go to your parish because it doesn't feel Catholic. These are the facts. Recently, the Society of St. Pius X podcast, who I'm not officially affiliated with, by the way, people think I am sometimes, I'm not. They did an interview with a good friend of our family, Father David Sherry, who we had the pleasure of him being our parish priest for a while. Don't worry, I know the SSPX don't actually have jurisdictional parishes. It's a turn of phrase or it's a colloquial expression. I guess his technical term would have been the prior. Anyway, he did this interview and Father Sherry was using his laptop and basically the computer microphone and Zoom or whatever it was. And the video is almost at 200,000 views. It's called Why the SSPX is Correct. That video has been out for maybe three weeks. If you combine the major platforms over the last six months, and we're talking the big ones, big budgets, multi-camera, 4K streaming, flying people in for shows, marketing teams, etc. I don't know if their total views in the anti-SSPX persuasion will actually accumulate 200,000. Why is that important? It shows you where the heart of the faithful are. This is just one example. I was recently on Brian Holdsworth's podcast, and it's somewhere around 30,000, 30 plus right now. It was on there a couple weeks ago, and it was him having a good conversation with me. It was a great conversation. He's not pro-SSPX. He's not anti in the, the annoying sense of he's got some you know reason to, to, to want to go after them all the time. He's just not convinced of the positions, and fair enough, but the point is, is he had me on, and we talked, and that's... You know, that's, that's 30,000 more views. Again, just me and, a, you know, two guys with a Skype call. It was a great conversation, don't get me wrong. But again, there's no marketing. There's no, not a massive channel, not a huge team behind it, not 4K multicam streaming or, you know, some sort of green screen studio setup, having people in studio, nothing like that. It was just two guys in webcams, probably DSLR cameras with the capture card to, anyway, that's inside baseball for streamers and stuff. But the point is, the point is, that the SSPX holds a positive place, a place of affection in people's hearts, and they can see through all the nonsense and they realize where the truth lies. In fact, some of these outlets that are woefully anti-Society of St. Pius X are really struggling financially at this point. I think it was Catholic World Report came out with some absurd article coming after the SSPX. I think it was comparing what Marcel Lefebvre did to sexual assault, if you can imagine that. They had to take it down because they got so much backlash. This ain't 1988, folks, where you get your theology from the New York Times who tells you Marcel Lefebvre's in schism. People can actually use Google now and realize what schism actually means and that it doesn't apply to society, St. Pius X, or Marcel Lefebvre. You don't get to go around calling people sexual assaulters for their spiritual or for their for their religious convictions, you sound like a bunch of whiny, nutso Democrats, for goodness sake. What's wrong with you? 
people at this point, it's calling everybody a schismatic. Oh, you're a schismatic. <laughs> you sound like, you know, those idiots on CNN calling everybody a racist. It's sad. It's pitiful at this point. But the reason Marcel Lefebvre is winning is because tradition is winning. Marcel Lefebvre was never in this for the money, as they say. He was never in this because it was about him. He was never in this because he wanted to be famous. This is why when people compare him to Martin Luther, I have to give my head a shake. Martin Luther was a probably perfectly possessed egomaniac, for goodness sake. He made himself quite famous, quite comfortable, and quite well-fed, I might add, when he took his stance against reality. Marcel Lefebvre had a chance to retire as an esteemed bishop of the church and basically write books and go and give lectures. Sounds kind of nice. I wish I could do that. Gets pulled out of retirement in his 60s and has to go to war and lose everything, naturally speaking. Who wants to die? Who, what kind of person would willingly choose the path of Marcel Lefebvre? Think about it for a second. This is, this is like the, the, the arguments that say Marcel Lefebvre was you know a renegade or in it for himself or that sort of stuff. It's the same thing as when people criticize the 12 apostles. I'm not saying Marcel Lefebvre was one of the 12 apostles, although he is a bishop, and bishops are apostles, successors to the apostles. There was a recent video that came out by the Babylon Bee. It was really funny. And it was going over, it was a parody, obviously, it's satire, showing this meeting of the 12 apostles, this fictional meeting, and making it seem like they were planning their hoax. You know, Jesus died, you know, crucified, and, and, and he didn't actually rise from the dead. This is obviously, uh, you know, this isn't serious. And they were planning the hoax. And it was hilarious because, you know, they were saying, hey, this is what we'll do. This was Peter talking. And sure, Jesus, you know, she, Jesus died and he didn't rise from the dead. So what we're going to do is we're going to pretend he did and make up this elaborate, elaborate hoax. And then we're all going to get killed for it. Doesn't that sound great, guys? It was a funny video. And that's true. I mean, it's psychologically, the psychological arguments in favor of the apostles are quite strong. It's psychologically implausible, if not impossible, that a group of men could, in, you know, could embark on some sort of scheme to fool the Roman Empire, somehow steal the body, roll the stone, dispose of it, blah, 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 all these different things, all for what? Knowing they were going to be executed? It's stupid. doesn't make any sense. It's the same thing with Marcel Lefebvre. It was clear from day one that he was going to be hated for doing what he did. It wasn't going to make him rich. You know, the Lord provides and, and, and the providence behind providing the seminary in Acone and that sort of thing was, was providential. Uh, but he did not, I mean, look at, look at how some of these bishops are today. Even some of the traditional ones. People think, oh, so-and-so is a great bishop. He's a traditional bishop. And it's like, yeah, you know, he says some interesting things in interviews, but what's he doing? Well, he's living in a nice apartment in Rome and he's going around and giving talks and they're probably giving him $10,000 speaking fees, if not more. Marcel Lefebvre did not do that. He basically made it clear that he was going to ostracize himself for the sake of the truth. That's what Christians do. I can sympathize to a very small, you know, a very small portion or very, a very small degree. Is that the right term? Small degree to what Marcel Lefebvre went through. I personally was, was someone who was going to be a candidate. I wasn't a candidate. I was going to be booked. I was already booked for one conference. I was on the, I was on the road to being on the, you know, conservative Catholic speaker circuit. The who's who and the diocesan conservative Novus Ordo paradigm had, you know, tapped me on the shoulder and said, you're up, you're up, kid. And I was going to be speaking here and there and everywhere, whatever, making some decent money, not going to lie. And then I came out of the traditionalist closet and said, I think Marcel Lefebvre is awesome. And swiftly that was made him, you know, it was canceled. And these people just, you know, basically ghosted me from their lives because of charity and unity, of course. My point here is not to be, you know, have sour grapes, but my point is, is that Marcel Lefebvre's situation was 
what I've just described, but completely amplified. I mean, this is a man who was a beloved son of Pope Pius XII, only to be ostracized as a schismatic by one of his, one of his successors for standing for the same things Pius XII stood for. How absurd is that? This is a man who was told that he was a schismatic for wanting to say the same prayers over his chalice that he said when he was ordained. It's insane. The Code of Canon Law changed in 1983. In 1982, he could not have been called a schismatic legally. In 1988, magically he could be, even though it's the same thing that, you know, doesn't, that doesn't make a difference. Marcel Lefebvre was not in it for himself. He did not start the Society of St. Pius X because he wanted to get subscribers on YouTube. He did not start the Society of St. Pius X because he wanted to be able to get invited to Steubenville for a conference and be the headliner. He did not start the, start the Society of St. Pius X in order to sell books. He started the SSPX in order to respond to a need of the faithful. So as the SSPX continues to soar and support for them continues to rise, and again, we have the numbers for this, and as the Novus Ordo experiment continues to die, and as the traditionalist groups in the church continue to be stuck under the sword of Damocles, hanging over their heads, not knowing when the other shoe is going to drop. I hope it doesn't happen, but I'm saying it's possible. As this continues, we can see what is the will of God and what is not. And how do we know that? Where are the souls being formed? And where are the Catholics being formed and saved? Again, it's not exclusive to the SSPX. But one is in major decline. One is in major incline. It's not the prosperity gospel. You know, we've planted seven different churches. This must be God's will. Everyone's tithing 10% of their income. We're not saying that. What we're saying is the fruits of Catholicism are evident when you see Catholic results, when you see the salvation of souls, when you see formed Catholics open to life, Catholic education, rosaries being prayed, so on and so forth. You see this in the traditional movement. It exists obviously to a degree in the Novus Ordo setting, but it's obviously the exception. No one denies this. I think sometimes people in the Novus Ordo who try to pretend that it's all hunky-dory, it's because they found some parish that has some you know, good priest who's doing a good job and God bless them for it, but they don't look at the parish registrar and say, oh, only 15% of people on our registry actually come to Mass every Sunday. Sure, that 15% are believing Catholic. That's great. No one's taking anything away from that. But then you go look at the parish registrar or the chapel registrar for an SSPX chapel or mass center, whatever you want to call it, and there's 200 people on it, and there's 400 people at mass every Sunday. Who's driving two and a half hours to go to the Novus Ordo? Who's, who's driving two and a half hours to go to the SSPX? Think about it. Who is, who's moving their families across the country so their kids can go to a Novus Ordo school? Compare that to what happens in tradition, families relocating to be near a traditional parish and school. All of this is to say is that after all the mud has been slinged, slung, slang, slung, mud slinging, anyway, all the rocks have been thrown, Marcel Lefebvre is interceding for his priests, for the faithful, and for his enemies from heaven. And the SSPX and Marcel Lefebvre are winning. This has been the Kennedy Report podcast. Until next time, God bless.